Welcome to the ETAP Podcast, a service of the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials. Each month, we'll provide information and insight into environmental issues important to state transportation officials. Welcome to another episode of AASHTO's ETAP Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Wagenblast. Equity in transportation has become a major topic of interest the past few years, but the need for a more just transportation sector is not new. Groups like the Conference of Minority Transportation Officials, COMTO, began working to promote equity in transportation decades before the concept became mainstream. COMTO was founded in 1971, just over 50 years ago, and as the association representing minorities in transportation, they aim to ensure opportunities and maximum participation in the transportation industry for minority individuals, veterans, people with disabilities, as well as minority, women, and disadvantaged business enterprises. Comto's work toward equity heavily intersects with environmental topics such as environmental justice, workforce diversity, public involvement, and more. Joining us today to chat about equity, transportation, and the environment is April Rye, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Comto. April, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Bernie. Appreciate the invitation. As I said in the introduction, you serve as the president and CEO of Comto. And for those who maybe aren't familiar with the organization, could you tell us a bit about Comto's mission and some of the work that you're doing there, please? Absolutely. So the Conference of Minority Transportation Officials, or Comto, really has a mission of ensuring opportunities and maximum participation in the transportation industry for all underrepresented groups within transportation. And we know that that includes persons of ethnic diversity, minority individuals, veterans, persons with disabilities, and then those certified small minority women-owned businesses. So really, it's our role to advocate for these underrepresented groups within the transportation industry and ultimately ensure that the leadership of this great industry reflects the communities that it serves. Now, Comto, as part of its mission, I suppose, is to serve as a, a leading voice when it comes to equity in transportation. How is the platform decided? You talked about some of the various groups that Comto represents. How does that all come together? That's a really great point. And we really do believe that the transportation industry, it should be the great connector, you know, connecting people to opportunities, education, employment, experiences, life. and that means that the decision makers of that industry should look like those served. So we really listen to our membership, but we also look at the prevailing issues around workforce recruitment and retention strategies, how we can strengthen the pipeline of professionals entering this industry, and then looking at equity, diversity, and inclusion issues within the industry to ensure that it is equitable. And we have a network of 35 chapters across North America that help to drive this uh, region-wide. And that includes a chapter that is in Toronto that represents Toronto and the surrounding region. So we're able to utilize our chapters as our fingers to be a bigger footprint uh, across North America to provide professional development opportunities, uh, world-class networking, and the ability to learn from one another on how to be better. You talked about those 35 chapters that are across the United States and Canada. Do you find that some of the issues maybe are a bit different from chapter to chapter or even from the chapters to the national level? You know, it's interesting because in many ways, the challenges that we face are very similar, but the approaches to solving them may be different. And some of the members that make up Compto really include many transportation agencies, 
members of the private sector, companies, and also individual professionals within the industry. And so we really hear a broad perspective on the challenges that are faced in operating, uh, providing service, designing and planning across modes and transportation. And we've really learned a great deal about what works well in a multitude of scenarios from a really curated network of like-minded professionals who want to see the industry move forward in a positive direction. But often we find that some of the workforce recruitment and retention challenges, some of the equity actualizing challenges are similar across regions, but the way that they are addressed may need to be different depending on the legal ramifications or the culture of the agency or even just the culture of a, of a certain region. When it comes to some of the work that you're trying to do, one of the ways that I guess that you've accomplished this is by reaching out to transportation agencies, private transportation companies and such. What kind of reaction have you had from those agencies and companies to some of the efforts that Comto has been trying to accomplish? To be honest, a lot of our transportation agencies, they realize that this work is not easy. And so they are happy to have an equity partner to work with them to make their organizations better, but also to ensure that their employees are satisfied and that their large-scale projects are successful, that they have stakeholder buy-in, and ultimately that they have a culture that fosters growth and innovation and outcomes that exceed all the measurable categories, including revenue. Because we know that equity is tied to revenue outcomes. And having people with diverse lived experience at the decision-making table, we know that it really does drive innovation and efficiency. So yes, sometimes this work is, one one administrator told me that the work is painful, April. It's painful. (laughs) And it's true. But when we see the amazing outcomes in employee satisfaction and successful large-scale projects with all the community being happy about the work being done, then it is worth it. It is worth, worth the pain. And once again, having a partner in this work where we can share best practices across North America from different agencies who have gone through the same exercise, well, it surely makes things easier to have a partner in crime. You've talked about the organization. I'd like to learn a little bit about the person, you, April. Tell me a bit about what you've done. You you became president of Comto last year. What was your life before Comto? It's so funny that me joining the transportation industry, I kind of stumbled upon it, which so many of my colleagues have said. They stumbled into this career of transportation and then fell in love. And I think that it's really funny when you think about your path to leadership. I was serving on a panel and one of the questions was, you know, what would you tell the next generation to expect on their path to leadership? And one of the things that I said was, you know, you need to expect it to be more like a curved mountain road and less like an interstate because there are so many different experiences that we have that lead up to our today that we may not have thought. Some of the experiences are challenging. Some of them are rewarding, but we can really learn from them. And really, um, I came to D.C. about 20 years ago and I worked for a lobbying firm that was really focused on a wide range of issues, including transportation, environmental issues. Um, and criminal justice. And I left that work to go work for the University of Maryland School of Nursing. And I really, that's when I was engaged in equity issues, looking at how we can strengthen the workforce pipeline into healthcare so that patients could be served by someone who may understand more 
about just their health challenges, but their background and understanding how those outcomes could be affected, especially in low-income communities, rural communities, and tribal communities. And so through that work, I got involved in a a large-scale project with the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation that was looking at the intersection between health and transportation. And that's really where I entered the transportation industry with an equity lens, and I haven't left since. So most recently, I served as deputy executive director for Women's Transportation Seminar, WTS International, which many people may be familiar with, a similar organization that champions women's leadership in the transportation industry until Compto had an opening, and here I am. Wow. Last year, shortly after you became the uh, CEO and president of Compto, Ashto and Compto signed a memorandum of understanding. And then in that, they pledged to work together to promote the advancement of minorities in transportation. Tell us about how this agreement came about and how it's been going since it was signed. Yeah, we are so proud of this. A lot of us associations have MOUs with one another. And really, it's just a public promise to partner. And we took a look at that memo and we thought, hmm, is there a way that we can bring some teeth to this and really strengthen this partnership? And so we found an amazing synergy in Ashto's Center for Environmental Excellence, which we know is designed to serve as a resource for transportation professionals and agencies seeking technical assistance and best practices, training and information, and easy to access tools to make their agencies better. So Comto came in and is going to be supporting the center's efforts in gathering and disseminating best practices around addressing racial equity and barriers to opportunity in transportation. And we'll be offering programming around this and also creating an easy to access online resource for our state DOTs and other agencies so they can see what right looks like. They can learn from their colleagues on how they've addressed these issues internally within their organizations to have better practices around hiring, recruiting, retention, but also externally. How do we connect with the public on large-scale projects? How do we get buy-in from these external community stakeholders so they feel good about these projects that are happening and we can listen to the needs of these communities that we're trying to serve instead of kind of telling them what they need, listening to what they need and responding to that and providing services that way. So we're really excited to support this work. Tell me a bit about what some of Comto's priorities are that you'd like to see more of a focus on amidst the implementation of the IIJA. Obviously, that's something that has been getting quite a bit of attention in the past year, and I'm sure Comto is very interested in it as well. We absolutely are. This is an unprecedented investment in our infrastructure, once in a generation investment. And really what we want to see, and we're so excited that the administration uh, is focused on this as well, is equity in this implementation. And lots of people ask us, you know, where do you see the equity within IIJA? And the, the one programmatic piece is this reconnecting communities measure where a billion dollars has been pledged to support the reconnecting of communities that have been separated by transportation infrastructure projects. And we think that's an amazing step forward in the right direction. Now, Bernie, you and I know a billion dollars isn't what a billion dollars used to be. (laughs) Just a billion dollars over an entire program nationally is, is hardly nothing, but it's a step in the right direction. And we hope that this is the catalyst for more programs like this. But really what we're looking for are measures that ensure programs do not have barriers to really support the communities that need this funding. We want to make sure that 
the states that are really going to be the controller of these funds making their way to the community served, that the programs are equitable in the way that uh, minority and women-owned organizations can apply for funding as a result of these programs and how the money makes it to the community. We want to make sure that that is equitable and that it happens because just because there's a lot of money thrown at something doesn't necessarily mean it'll be equitably implemented. So we're, we're closely watching this and we're really offering ourselves to the administration and the states as a support to be that equity lens in the room to help share if we're seeing some unintentional barriers to opportunity with regard to this funding. April, at the top of the show, you talked about some of the different minorities, if you will, or those who are underrepresented make up Comto. Tell me about who can become a member of Comto and how can folks join the organization? Thank you so much. You know, anyone can become a member of Comto. And, you know, sometimes people hear conference of minority and they stop right there and they say, oh, well, if I'm not an ethnic minority, then maybe this isn't for me. But at Comto, minority is any underrepresented group within transportation, anyone. And if you are an ally, you still belong at Comto. We need allies too. Mm -hmm. So an individual can join Comto, an agency, a department of transportation, a historically underutilized business, which is our term that refers to small minority-owned, women-owned, veteran-owned businesses, can join, as well as members of the private sector. Um, We also have members that are colleges and universities and nonprofits, um, because really it's going to take all of us to work together to move this industry forward and make sure that there are equitable resources and opportunities available for these groups as we try to change the face of leadership in transportation. So you can go right to comptonational.org and find out more. Just click on become a member and you'll see all the benefits of membership as we work to move the industry forward. And finally, let me ask this. This is our June podcast. Any upcoming events or work that you'd like to tell our listeners about? Absolutely. I really want folks to look out for the work that we're going to be doing with ASHTO for the Center for Environmental Excellence. I'm really excited about that work. Uh, But also we have our 51st National Meeting and Training Conference that will be taking place at the Westin Fort Lauderdale Resort, July 9 through 11. And there we're really going to be talking about how we can move past the disruption that we've experienced as a result of this pandemic. And we can move the industry forward with lessons learned from the disruption that has been caused by this pandemic, always with an equity lens. So we really hope that folks would come join us in person after the last couple of years of being hermits at home. (laughs) We're going to come back in person uh, at the Westin with a beautiful beach (laughs) resort. Hopefully folks will listen to the sessions and not just be frolicking on the beach, (laughs) but we promise it to be an amazing time and we hope that everyone will join us. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great event and certainly a welcome opportunity to get together with people for the first time in a couple of years that haven't been able to meet uh, because of the pandemic. Absolutely. And it's we're in a hybrid world now. And so there's some folks who may end up watching the recordings of the events afterwards, but we really do hope that most folks will come with us in person and experience it live because we really miss that networking, that one-to-one connection with like-minded professionals that we get at conferences. We've been talking with April Rye. She is the president and CEO of the Conference of Minority Transportation Officials, better known as Comto. April, thanks so much for taking the time out to chat with me today. Bernie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.